Islam. You can't just say, oh, I'm a Muslim, and then you say, oh, I don't practice. We don't have anything like that. <laughs> See that you're a Muslim when you're not. Today, especially in the Western world, you meet people and say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a Muslim, but I'm not a practicing Muslim. What are you? What kind of Muslim? <laughs> a Muslim has to practice. Right? You have to. There's no way out of it. There's no way out of it. From the beginning, the solid building block, when you say, there's no God but Allah and Muhammad is last and final messenger. Then you establish the salah. And salah is one of the things that has no excuse when it comes to doing, performing that. Because when we go to the you know the month of Ramadan, you know, there's an excuse. You can you can miss one or two. When it comes to zakah, you have to have the wealth. For you to be able to do it. And it has to be complete. Right? It has to complete the period before you, you are able to give the zakat. Hajj. But when it comes to salah, there's no excuse. You have to establish salah. So he says that is Islam. To establish salah, and to pay the zakat. And also this, a lot of Muslims in the Western world, we are missing the point a lot of times. We just neglect paying zakat because we think that, oh, we don't have an understanding. We don't have the knowledge of it. So we're just going to let that slide by. You have to pay attention and understand that. And question if we don't have, you know, a knowledge of it. وَتَسُومَ Ramadan, And then we fast the month of Ramadan. Alhamdulillah, that is great. Because even people who don't pray for the rest of the year when Ramadan comes, they are at the forefront. They, they do, you know, the, 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 the song, the fast. That's the reason why sometimes you see you are someone who is very regular in the mosque. But when Ramadan comes, by the time you come in, the place is full, and then you start looking, oh, I don't know this person, I don't know this person. And it's all strange faces. Alhamdulillah. Right? So people are fasting. They're practicing this, as, this um, um, aspect of Islam. And also then to go to the pilgrimage if you are able to. It's conditional. If you are able to. If you're not able to, then it doesn't become a uh, wajib upon you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the understanding of the hadith. And then the man says, you have spoken the truth. When he says that, Umar bin Khattab, he says, We were very astonished, very surprised, and we were baffled by it. He asked the question, and then he confirms the answer. He asked the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and when the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explained, he says, you have spoken the truth. So then, now they are surprised. They're looking at him like, wait, does he already know the answer? Like, why is he asking if he already knows? Because now he's asking, and when the answer is being given to him, he is confirming in the affirmative, saying, you have spoken the truth. And now they are paying more attention. They know this is something really great. Right? So when he says that, they were very surprised. Then Qalat and the man says to him, فَأَخْبِرْنِي عَنَ الْإِيمَانِ Tell me about Iman. Right? Qalat and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, أَن تُؤْمِنَ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَتُؤْمِنَ بِالْقَدْرِ خَيْرِهِ وَشَوْرِهِ Says to him, tell me about what Iman is. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Iman is to believe in Allah completely in totality. 
right? Is to believe in Allah wa malaikati and all of his angels wa kutubihi and all of his books wa rusulihi and all of his messengers wal yawmil akhir and the last day wa tu'mina bil qadri khayrihi wa sharrihi and also to believe in predestination whether it is for you or it is against you. What do we mean by that? Whether you perceive it to be good or you perceive it to be bad. You have to believe in that. As a Muslim. And these are what? The articles of faith. Iman. And if you look at this, these great three things that are mentioned in this hadith, they are kind of intertwined. In the hadith in Bukhari, it didn't start with Islam, it started with Iman. So there's a different word in it. But the meaning is still the same. The understanding is still the same because all of these are kind of intertwined. They go, one goes to another, goes to another, it comes back to another. They keep together. It's like a salah, when you perform a salah, right? What happens is, sometimes you see people say, oh, I perform a salah, I perform a salah, but I don't feel the sweetness of salah. Does that happen or no? It does, a lot of times. Because when we say, oh, salah is, you know, you should feel the sweetness of your iman while you do a salah. Because the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that was him. He used to stand on, in salah until his feet was falling. He used to say to Bilal, Arihna biha ya Bilal, bring us the salah, the comfort of salah. So they used to feel good about praying salah. But then people pray salah and then they don't feel anything. And then you start wondering, what happened? Because what is happening is, we are communicating, but we are not connecting. We are communicating, but then we are not connecting. Because as salah is what? Communication with Allah. Qala tabaraka wa ta'ala fil hadith qudsi qasamtu salah bayni wa bayna abdi nisfay. Wa idha qala al-abd alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen qala tabaraka wa ta'ala hamidani abdi. So there's a, com there's a communication going on between you and Allah. But are you connected? Are you connected? And we have to understand that. Connecting is also one of the major aspects of the Salah. They've succeeded. Right? Who has who have succeeded? Those who are believers. The khushu, that's the connection. The salah itself is the communication. And when you have the khushu, then you are connected. So as a result of that, you will feel the sweetness of your salah. The sweetness of iman. You feel it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us that understanding. So he says, this is what iman is. Then he says to him, you have spoken the truth. Allah sadaqt, you have spoken the truth. So, but when he says that, the second time, the companions, they didn't say we are surprised. No, because that element of surprise is gone. Because now they already know, man, there's something going on here. Who is this man? I mean, we're talking about the best of creation. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the most beloved to the companions. They loved him more than they loved themselves. And they were sitting there. And then they're looking at this, amazed by it. Happening right in front of them. So they were paying attention. Because this is what? It's becoming like a circle of knowledge. Because they knew one way at the end of it. There's probably going to be an explanation from the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
so that they were paying attention. Right? So he explained that, and then he says, you have spoken the truth. Then he says, Tell me about excellence, perfecting this truth. Because an excellence, when you have Islam, and you have Iman, and you have Ihsan, then you have perfected the package. That's why you have the full package. You're just waiting for your time to go to Jannah. SubhanAllah. May Allah make us among the people of Jannah. You're just waiting for the time to go to Jannah. This world will be so great to you even if you have zero dollar in your account. You will have what? Satisfied mind. You will have contentment. You will have happiness. Allah will protect you. Allah will guide you. Allah will provide for you. You know? So your life in this dunya will be so great. And all you're waiting for is for you to die and then Allah will give you Jannah. So he says, tell me about Ihsan. Tell me about excellence. And he says, Al-Ihsan, an Allah ka'annaka tarahu fa'illam ta'kun tarahu fa'innahu yarahu. Perfection or achieving excellence is to worship Allah as if Allah sees you. As if you see Allah. As if you see Allah. But if you can't see Allah, it is to have that strong conviction and belief that Allah sees you. The two elements of Ihsan. Is to believe that Allah sees you in every single thing that you do. Because we know we can't see Allah. Right? We know that? We know that. What happened with Musa alayhi salam? قَالَ رَبِّ Says, oh Allah, reveal yourself to me so I can see. Because he was excited after Allah spoke to him. He was super happy. Out of obedience and love for Allah, he says, oh Allah, reveal yourself to me so I can see you. Then Allah says, you can't see me. You can't see me in this dunya. You don't have the abilities to. You are a human being, you can't see me. فَإِنِ اسْتَقَرَّ مَكَانَهُ فَسَوْفَ تَرَانِي You can keep your eyes on the mountain. If it was to stay the way it is, then you will be able to see. What happened? When Allah appeared to the mountain, it crumbled, it shattered, it was broken. Huge sound. مُوسَى fainted. Unconscious. So we can't see Allah, we know that. We can't see Allah. But it is to worship Allah as if Allah sees you in everything you do. Alam ya alam bi anallaha yara. Did you know that Allah sees? Yastaghfuruna minan nasi wa la yastaghfuruna minallah. You can hide from mankind, but you can't hide from Allah. Jalla jalal. And this is the reason why one of the scariest ahadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam it is against those people who commit a jubra against Allah. They know, they realize, they have the conviction and the belief that Allah sees me while I am disobeying Allah and yet still they continue to disobey Allah. Those are the worst of people. Why is that? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqoom ma'alamanna min ummati يأتون يوم القيامة بحسنات أمثال جبال تهامة بيضاء فيجعلها الله هباء موثورا. النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم says I know a group of people, right? 
I know a group of people that will come on the day of judgment with goodness as big as the size of a mountain. Huge. They're excited. They're coming. Oh, I have done so much goodness. MashaAllah. Go on a Jannah. Then Allah comes and Allah blows it all away, obliterates all of that goodness. Now it becomes as if they have never, never done any goodness. So the companions, they were baffled by it. They asked the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What happened? You know, tell us what they did so that way we will stay away from it. He says, they are from among your brothers, your brethren and your, your tribesmen. And these are not ordinary people. They wake up in the middle of the night off a salat just like you do. But what's their problem is when they are in seclusion, when they are alone, they transgress the boundaries of Allah. And as a result of that, Allah obliterates all of their duties. May Allah save us from that. This is one of the scariest hadith, because then you think you're not doing well. So this is the reason why Ihsan is to worship Allah as if you see him. If you can't see him, know that Allah sees you. And when you do that, you will go away from sin. For example, and of course, to Allah belongs the highest level of example. You're driving. It says 40 miles an hour. And you're going, let's say you're going 55. And then two seconds you look back view mirror, and then you see a state police. What happened is a lot of people, they, they don't just go back to 40 miles. They go all the way to 20. <laughs> it says 40. It's, it's fine. You can drive in 40, right? But just because he had seen him, instead of going to 40, he goes to 20. And then he pulls, he goes to the to the far right. And then when he when, when the cop goes by, and then he goes, Phew! And then he goes back on the So if you have the belief that Allah sees, Allah has knowledge of whatever I do, Allah is watching me. Even though I can't see him, but Allah sees me. Your sins will diminish. Because every time, and this, it's a proven thing. Allah says it in the Quran. The people of Jannah. The people of Jannah, he says, whenever they are in a place or they are thinking of sinning against Allah, transgressing against the boundaries of Allah, ذَكَرُوا and then they remember Allah. Because you know what? Allah sees them. Even though they can't see, you go. You can go into your bedroom, close the door, turn the light off, get underneath your blanket. But Allah sees you. And وَرَبُّ Kaaba, this is the problem. Sometimes when people are disobeying Allah, they are more scared of the creation of Allah than Allah himself. Jalla Jalal. They close the door while committing sin against Allah. They are scared of a cat coming into their room, but then they are not scared that Allah sees them. Straight up they remember Allah. And then straight they go, Ya Rabbi, forgive me. Ya Allah have mercy upon me. Ya Allah shower your blessings upon me. Ya Allah forgive me. Let me think. These are the people of Jannah. So that is Ihsan. Inshallah round up. I have three more minutes. 
They gave me till 7.45, inshallah. And I'm just going to speed through this last part. So when he explains that, and he says to him, Tell me about the hour. Yawm al-Qiyamah. When is it coming? Right? And the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, uh, um, uh, he says, The one who has been questioned has no more knowledge than the one who is questioning me. I have no knowledge more than you. Because the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, I don't know. Just like you are asking me, you have no knowledge of it. I have no knowledge. I don't know. Why is that? Because that knowledge is only with Allah. And Allah says it. وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ السَّاءَةِ قُلْ إِنَّمَا إِلْمُهَا إِنَّ اللَّهِ وَمَا يُدْرِيكَ لَعَلَّ السَّاءَةَ تَكُونُ قَرِيبًا So they will ask you about the time. Tell them that the knowledge is only with Allah. Jalla Jalal. No one else. Because I mean, people are corny, right? People are very sketchy. If Allah was to reveal that knowledge, you know, or allow us to rebuild the time that we die. What we will do is a lot of us will wait, leave all kind of disobedient life and wait the last minute. And then we go into the mosque and then we stay. Sometimes we're not even going to go back home. We're just going to stay in the mosque and, you know, and say, oh brother, you're not going home now. You must stay here. But Allah took away that knowledge. So we have no knowledge when you're going to die, when I'm going to die. No. When the Qiyamah is going to come, we have no knowledge. So that knowledge is only with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ala, then the, mess, uh, the man says to him, Then tell me about his signs. Tell me about his signs. What shall I look for? Tell me about the signs of the day of judgment. He says, When a slave give birth to her master. And of course, the, the scholars, they have different explanations on this. But one of the good explanations is, they say when a slave give birth to her master is when the children become rebellious to their parents. When children become rebellious to their parents. They don't listen to them no more. And what Abdul Kaaba, you don't have to go far. Look around you today. He's only 8, 10. The mother say, oh no, you're not going for sleepover. Khalas, I'm not talking to you no more. And he's not talking to the mother for the next one week or so. They take away the phone. He says, oh, I'm not talking to you. Today, you will live for your children. You live for them. So the roles have been reversed. And this is also another explanation of what is false. They say the roles of a society and family will be reversed. Meaning, we, before children respect their parents, they listen to them. But now, the parents are listening and respecting the children. And we see that. It happens all over the place. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us that understanding. And then he says to him, And also when you see the naked, barefooted, destitute shepherd competing for the tallest buildings in the world, just know that it's time. It's getting there. Qiyamah is coming. And when Abdul Kaaba, I looked it up before, right before I came in, I'm like, oh, let me see who has the tallest building. Who can guess? Where is it? What's the name of the country? Dubai. United. MashaAllah. So it's what? Why is at the center of Islamic cities and Islamic countries? 
very tall building, more than 800 meters above sky, uh, my, uh, my, my floor level. Who has the second? Anybody? China. China, there you go. I looked it up. China has the second. But I'm not more concerned about the second. Guess what? I'm concerned about the third. Who has the third? MashaAllah, Mecca. The clock tower in Mecca. The center of Islam. Isn't that the sign right in front of us? Isn't it? Of course it is. Those are the signs that he was explaining. And then Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, after the man had left, and of course there is a different opinions on, on narrations, different on narrations, one opinion says, after the man had left, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked them to look and see if they can find the man. And then they said, oh, he had disappeared. So the Rasul didn't say anything. He waited three days after. Then he called Umar. And then he says to him, did you remember this event? And he says, oh, yeah, I do. He says, do you know what, um, who that man is? He says, no, Allah and his messenger only knows. And then he says, that was Jibreel. Atakum yuallimukum dina. He says, that was Jibreel. He came to teach you. Your religion. So in summation, the hadith is what? It's our religion. It's our religion. In another narration, it says, right after he had left, that was when he asked them, Do you know who this is? He asked Umar, Do you know who? He says, No. He says, That was Jibreel. He came so he could teach you your deen. So this in summation is the deen of Islam. We can take a whole year talking about every single one of them. But this is just a reader's digest version. So we have an understanding. So people who are flip-flopping from one religion to another, you know, celebrating things that they shouldn't be concerned with, or going to places, they will pay attention to it. That Islam has been completed and perfected by Allah. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he delivered the message according to the way of Allah and no one will be able to change this may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the understanding I'm three minutes above my time so I can't take questions but if you have a question save it inshallah when next I come in for halakha we'll discuss that